Ladies and gentlemen, we're shoveling, but barely. If you could hear the conversation that was going on 30 seconds before the mics air, I swear to you, it is absolutely breathtaking. This is the growing season on News Talk, Saga 960 AM, and I'm Matt McFarland, afraid for my life that we're going to be getting a phone call from the CRTC at some point. She's Lynn. He's Jack. The offenders in question, we are the McFarlands. Mom, Dad, how are you idiots doing? Maddie, I'm doing wonderful. (laughs) I'm doing well, (laughs) too. Good, yes. Don't let the... uh, Soft-spoken, sweet, motherly voice for you. There's a dastardly dirt bag <laughs> deep within there. That's alliteration, by the way. This week's show, we're going to... But she's terrific. Now. She's absolutely wonderful, and she's been a fantastic addition to the growing season. We simply cannot go back. This week's show, we are going to be chatting about Christmas trees from around the world, as well as alternative, alternative or alternate Christmas trees. What? Also, don't mind... If we are slightly addled here, we have about 42 show ideas floating around <laughs> in the air. In fact, mom has a net right now and she's trying to catch I mean, ideas out of the air like they're flies. There are many times where we chat with clients or even friends about the, their preferences when it comes to Christmas trees. And it's, it's interesting that we associate with a lot of people that are not from Canada. And many of these people have different traditions when it comes to the mainstay, the central fixture of the Christmas season, which is the Christmas tree. If you're from the Philippines, you would be using one thing. We're even going to touch on uh, New Zealand and Greenland, and they also use a, a, a votive of weird things, as well as if you're not into the typical Christmas tree, even the even the uh, fake one, even the what's artificial one, you can use something that is not necessarily your typical cast of characters when it comes to Christmas trees. So we're going to chat about all that. She's Lynn, the dirtbag. He's Jack, and I am their son <laughs> holding on for dear life. And this is the growing season right here on News Talks. So like at 960 AM, stay with us. And we're back. GrowingSeasonCanada.com. Click on Show Bits. That's your visual accompaniment to the show. We're going to chat, guys, about Christmas trees from around the world. Now, this is an interesting tie-in because my aunt is from the Philippines. Correct? Yes, Matthew. Yes. So, Dad, your sister-in-law, Mom, your sister-in-law by by marriage, my Aunt May, is from the Philippines. And she's wonderful. And this is interesting because for us who have come from predominantly, well, most of us in the, in the McFarlands are Canadian of, on my dad's side, Irish descent, on my mom's side, German descent, but European descent. How's that, right? Yeah. To have somebody that comes in that's basically Polynesian, is that correct? Is that yeah. what you would consider them? Yeah. Is, was awesome because we get a whole injection of new food, which is great. It isn't just like, us oh, meat and potatoes and meat yeah. and potatoes. And, uh, Her new meat and noodles are excellent, eh, Matthew? Oh, Aunt May's noodles are like, they're, I would commit criminal acts for those things. Fantastic. So, Dad, you had a chance to chat with May. About, about their how they would deal with Christmas trees and such in the Philippines. Correct? Yes, Matthew. On what well, this past weekend? Yeah. Okay. So, what's the deal? What's the what's the deal with with Christmas trees in the Philippines? Well, Matt, for them, they're very expensive, right? Christmas trees. So they don't actually physically have too many of their own Christmas trees. So they you would use things that are there and available, like palm trees, Matt. Well, they decorate a palm tree? Yes, they do. In That's Manila, awesome. they do. Yeah, they put lights on their big 25-foot-tall Manila palm trees. That's crazy. They're lining the streets. And then, you know, they cover them with lights and so forth, Matt. And uh, even they, all the buildings that are, you know, stores and shops and everything will have them all lit up. And then at night, they turn them all on and they say it's quite spectacular. Do you guys have the information in front of you? Is, is one of their main exports bananas? Are they a banana country? You know what, Matthew? I do not know that. I know that mangoes are big. There's an island in the Philippines. There's over 700 islands, I think, in the Philippines, and one of them is known for mangoes. I know May's talked about that. I think bananas, they grow there. Whether it's a big export, I don't know. Stand by. Let's uh, consult Google here, shall we? Oh, all right. Here we go. Mm. Quote from Google. Thank you to Google for this. Quote, 75% of all exported bananas come from plantations in four countries. All right, guys, let's play a little trivia here. Can you guys guess any of the four? Costa Rica. 
Yes. Ding for dad. Brazil. No. That's more coffee. Yeah. Right. Okay. What else? Um, Costa Rica. You're, you're, you're on it, man. Another C. Got me, Matt. Colombia. Ecuador. The last one, ladies and gentlemen. The Philippines. The Philippines. Here's my thought, though. Can you imagine decorating a banana, a banana tree for Christmas? That'd be awesome. Well, you know, right? Little little lights around the bananas. <laughs> Have you ever? When we were in Barbados, we saw a banana tree. Now, Mike, from what I've heard, the banana, the picking of the banana, can be slightly dangerous because when you get the banana, in a lot of cases, you also get something else: the spider, the banana spider. Yeah, I've seen one of those actually, Matthew. These suckers. Remember the scene in Indiana Jones uh, and the Raiders of the Lost Ark where he walks through into the underground thing where the whole boulder thing eventually happens and he grabs the little idol from the the thing. Those were banana spiders that he he gets all over his back. That had to be Costa Rica then, right, that he was in. But man, like, no thank you. No, thank you. I, I, you couldn't pay me enough to climb a tree to cut bananas, man. No way. You know, man, I saw my first banana spider. I was up at the Oxbow in the Wasega Beach area. Okay. And they had brought in a huge, um, what do they call the like bunches? Bunches, thank yeah. you, of bananas. And uh, kind of cuddled in amongst the actual bananas themselves was a banana spider. Big? About the size, maybe half the size of your hand. Bill, no thanks, man. Now, survive the trip here. Yeah, I would imagine you would think that they would check things out, but you know what, Matt? They blended in so well. This spider blended in so well with bananas that you could hardly tell it was there. Wow. Okay, so back to the Philippines. They're decorating coconuts, uh, palm trees are decorating banana trees. Cities are getting all lit up. Sure. And Matt, then they take and they do, uh, they'll take a branch, or say from a tree or something. And they'll put it into a pot, and generally the branches would come off of, uh, like, not. Nah, well, I thought it was from bamboo. It wasn't actually from a physical tree. No, it's tree. not from bamboo. She just said it was a bush that they would and so, take it from. Matt, they don't really have snow, of course, as you no. know. No. So, <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Now, apparently, when uh, when your brother went over, because was it in Manila? Were they in Manila? I think so, right? He said that the humidity was just yeah. bonkers. Well, yeah. Matt, they, because they don't have snow, so they want their, their little fake trees that they're using. They also would use artificials as well, but they want them to look something like, so they will flock the actual branch itself. So it look, you know, the white yeah. whiting that they do. Sometimes May said that they would take aluminum foil and they would wrap it around it to kind of look like icicles and really? so forth. And she said they would buy, they, they could buy of the, the already, um, like the already pre-snowed trees. Yeah. No, the actual the decorations. Spray. They could buy the actual decorations for their tree, but for the most part, they like to make them themselves, Matt. Wow. But these, they do something called a parole. What's a parole? It's a bamboo star. They make it out of bamboo and they hang it in every window of the house and it's decorated and it represents the star of Bethlehem. Actually, if you've gone to Pat and May's around Christmas time, you would have seen this round thing in the window and that that's a peril. It's made from bamboo? Yeah. Well, the ones they have in, in the Philippines are made from bamboo. That's awesome. You could buy yeah. them, but they're very expensive to buy even. So if, if you were buying one even for the Philippines, if they were, like, they're all done with lights and everything. Cool. And they're quite elaborate looking, but they can cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And really? they don't They don't have that kind of money to be spending on it, so they make their own. Wow. But they don't normally put a star or an angel on top because the stars are in the windows themselves. Right. But they do do Christmas songs and so forth, Matt. Yeah. But they're all in English. Yes, they're all in English. Now, why wouldn't they be doing in this? Because uh, it's uh, Tagalog is one of the main dialects. Yeah. And that's what May speaks. Yes. Why plus. wouldn't they be doing it in uh, Tagalog? Well, Matthew, it's honestly speaking, uh, you hear White Christmas being sung by Bing Crosby. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, sounds yeah. a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they, yeah. they agree too. And, and they, by the way, the English is what they're, one of their second, second language. language. Second language. Yeah. So it's yeah. It really a, a thing that they would be very comfortable listening to, huh. to these various songs. But Matt, there is no Santa Claus. They don't do Santa per se. Because they believe in everything to do with the nativity and so forth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very Catholic. Yeah. Catholicism, Christianity is a big yes. thing over there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so sorry to jump into the Philippines immediately, but I just thought it was a cool tie-in. Mom, is there a history? Wait, with wait, regard- one more question before you move off to Mom. So, Matthew, 
on Earth, there is approximately 7.3 to 7.4. Okay, so 7 billion, 300 million, 400 million Lots people on Earth, okay? Of? So billion. Billion. Of what? Of people, humans on right. Earth. Yes, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so how many of those represent Christianity? Oh, so you're talking about how many of the seven point whatever billion? Three, four billion. Yeah. Would, would, would represent be, Christianity. Would be involved in Christianity? Sure. Give me a percentage. 35%. Not bad. Not close. bad. Third, 33% of the people. What? Really? Yes. That's a good guess, man. A Matt. third? Yeah. yeah. Did, did they give any indication as to what the, what the second would, or sorry, is Christianity the most? No. No, okay. it's not. Because, I mean, God, with the size no, of Asia, I would imagine you it would think, be. Well, Buddhism, Buddhism, Buddhism Hinduism, be... something like that. Yeah. Like the sheer size of Asia alone. Yeah. You'd think that it's got to be it's got to be Buddhism, it has to be Taoism, it has to be Hinduism, something like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But Matt, because we have such a connection with Islam's got to be in there too. Oh, yeah. it has to be. You, oh, yeah. be if you get there. a second, you could look it up as well. But Matt, let's hit uh Great Britain for a minute, can we? Absolutely. A lot of family members is from Is there a England? history that we're segment that we're going to be doing here or what? Yeah, sure. Ah, uh, yes, there is. Okay, so mom, give me some history first and then we'll start jumping around to the UK, the United Kingdom. After Brexit, what do we call this? The Ununited Kingdom? <laughs> the Ununited <laughs> Kingdom. I thought you said actually. onion. The Onion Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> After Brexit, we all stink. <laughs> okay, go for it, mom. That was well, awful, Matthew. Sorry, man. Christmas doesn't go back that far, but Doing having a celebration around the winter winter solstice goes back to ancient times. In ancient times, people humans believed that the sun was a god, and they thought, you know, with the days in the northern hemisphere, the light starts to wane, and they felt that the, the sun light god, starts to become my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> the light starts okay. Well, the light starts to dim. The days get shorter, and they believed that that was because the sun god had gotten ill and was getting weaker. They believed the sun was a god. Really? So at the winter solstice, the sun, you start to get more sunlight. That's the shortest day of the year, and they would uh, they would put uh, greenery in their homes and that to remind them that spring is possible. And uh, then the winter solstice, they would celebrate because it looks like the sun is coming back. Now, in Egypt, in ancient Egypt, they had a god, Ra, who was the sun god. And they had this belief that the sun god was ill. So at the winter solstice, the sun starts to make an appearance again. And they would decorate their homes and temples with uh, green pine rushes. Not pine rushes, palm rushes. Really? Yes. And the Romans, at the winter solstice, they celebrated a festival called Saturnalia. And it was to honor the god Saturn. He's the god of agriculture. And it was hmm, quite the festival. Why? Uh, well, let's it's just kind say of a raunchy thing going on. Yeah, well, there wasn't anything very Christian going on at this. No. It was a big celebration. But they also brought greenery into their homes, too, but to, to remind them that spring is just around the corner. So, Lenny, what did... Prince Albert and Queen Victoria have to do with Christmas and Christmas trees. Prince Albert was Queen Victoria's husband, and he was from Germany. So he, in 1848, he had a Christmas tree in, I can't remember the name of the palace. I don't know if it was Buckingham Palace or not, but he he had put up a Christmas Windsor. tree. Windsor. Windsor Palace. He put up a Christmas Castle. tree. Castle. Windsor Castle. And, of course, that then made... Christmas trees popular because everybody wanted to do it because the really uh, yeah Queen wow. Victoria was doing she's a very popular queen so that's how Christmas caught on in the UK the Christmas tree caught on in the UK and is that why we do the Canada same thing today man is that why we're doing the same traditions today yeah I think so okay, so hold on but, a second you said what, 1848 yeah but Christmas trees were a tradition in Germany long before so this that. only been around like 150 years here in Canada yeah yeah hmm. Strange, yeah. eh, it's pretty young. Yeah. yeah. I think before that, we celebrate more of the British type of Christmas with holly and mistletoe, but no tree. Well, no, because what happened in... Uh, Sorry, 170 years. But anyway, German settlers that came to North America in the 1700s, they brought the tradition of the Christmas tree with them. In fact, a lot of our Christmas traditions are German. The Christmas tree, the advent calendar, cookies, all that, all the good stuff is German. Okay. Even candy canes, I believe, right, Lynn? Yes, candy canes too. All right, here we uh, here we go. You ready? The top four religions: Christianity with your thirty three percent, Islam twenty three point two, 
Unaffiliated, 16.4. And then Hinduism with 15.0. That's your top four. Bringing Buddhism into it, that's 7.1% of the population. There you go. Interesting, Matt. So Christianity is the most. Yeah. Holy cow. I would have never said that. So many. uh, That's that's interesting. Hey, Matt, I was wondering, what's your favorite Christmas tree? Fraser Fir. So what's that new one that we saw last year that came out? Oh, what a, it was a, a falsum fur. Falsum Fraser fur. crossed with a balsam. Yeah. Yes. So thanks to Keith Lowry for for joining us last year for basically almost this exact same show. Well, not really, but we had Keith. Uh, he owns a he owns a tree farm in Quebec and sells out of Milton. And he one of his friends had hybridized. So they had got, uh, it was like Romeo and Juliet, they got the mm-hmm. Balsam and the Fraser together and it was illegal and blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And uh, under the cover of darkness, they mated and they made a Falsam. So who was more important? The Balsam for <laughs> or the Fraser? I mean, you can't have the chicken in the, chicken and the egg, right? But yes, Fraser fur. So and, you wait a minute. So, so you, you, you know the story about your mom, right? With the Christmas trees? No. So we would go up and we would go to pick out Christmas trees for Christmas, right? Yeah. So mom would pick... The ugliest, rangiest Christmas tree that you could ever have because she said nobody would ever give it a home. Right. And after all, they gave up their life to become a Christmas tree. Yeah. And so mom figured we might as well take it home and let it show its stuff for the for the Christmas season. And you guys would get scotch pine. That was the big one. But Matt. Suckers would drop like crazy. Oh, oh wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Scotch drop like no. crazy. No, that's not true at all. Lynn, explain. So, uh, Supposedly, Scott's pine has um, it's it's has long needles and doesn't shed that much. Uh, okay, nothing sheds like the white pine. Okay, but uh, listen, I sold a lot of Christmas trees out of nurseries. Okay, I sold a pile of them, and if there was if there were two that are going to drop, it's going to be your Scotch and your white pine. Nothing rivals the white pine. Those things you look at the stinking thing the wrong way and it completely defoliates. But Scotch drop, man. Nothing compared to the Fraser. The Fraser fir was those needles are glued to that tree. But you know what, Matt? The the white pine, uh, for the most part, is they like it in northern parts of of our of our country, right, Matt? Yep. But they were saying that people who have allergies and so forth, and they want to, you know, know, because of the aromatics. Boy, that's a great segue. Give me a second to get back to that. Yeah. But with the aromatics that come off of the the various pine, spruce, firs, and so forth. The white pine, for people who are allergy sufferers, it's a good choice to make instead of some of the other trees that are out there. Because you don't have as nearly as much of the smell? It's the aromatics. Yeah. It has to do with the aromatics. And Matt, what is an aromatic? An, an aromatic is a volatile organic compound, VOC. Kind of yes, kind of no. Mom, <laughs> what's an aromatic? <laughs> is, is an aromatic an aerosol or an ester? It's an ester compound, yeah. Yeah. What? It's an yeah. ester compound. And that's not the girl's name. I was going to say. <laughs> no. Wow. Okay. But Matt, anyways, an ester for the most part is just something that's p- found in pines and spruce, okay? Okay. And it's what you're smelling. So for the most part, again, this most part I'm using that too many times. Yeah. But Matt, they were saying that pine, cedar, hemlock have the strongest smells going on. Okay. Then they would say that it also has a very pleasing smell. And then they said fir, spruce, have a nice spell, but the only problem with those guys is the smell actually disappears or disperses quicker. Yeah, and the problem with spruce is trying to decorate the damn thing. And yeah. if you Horrendous. have if you have big, heavy Christmas ornaments, go with a white spruce because it has strong branches and can hold up these big, heavy ornaments. It's also a real pain in the butt to decorate because you get stabbed by these things. They're awful. I've, I handle them all the time. Whites and Norways and Colorado blues. Brutal. Well, Matt, I remember the story I told you where we had to go in and cut some trees down in a person's yeah. backyard, and I ended up going in, and it, they were coster blue spruces. Yeah, so like blue, blue, blue. Really blue. And so you go along, and I cut the top seven, eight feet off of these trees. I gave the owners some Christmas trees, and then we took one home, and we used it. But I remember, you Matt, walking through the front door, and Mom's like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Matt, you would never run into any circumstances no, do that awful. when it came to a coster. But I had no choice. It was part of the job, yeah. and it was something I had to do. But Matt, it, trying to decorate was absolutely impossible. But Matt, if you were going to go along and you were going to describe some of the other trees that are available out there, what would you what would you say? Like you know the other Christmas trees that we're using, besides say Pinus sylvestris, which oh there we need the yeah Latin alert, alert yeah. So the Scots pine or the Scotch pine, yeah. 
But, you know, there's also, we mentioned Fraser Fir, but yep. there's a lot of other ones out there that are being used that are not balsam or Fraser. And yes, we did mention Colorado Blue Spruce was one of them. Yeah. We also mentioned White Spruce. We also mentioned Norway Spruce. Yeah. Right. Are you talking? Are we are we getting into the alternate Christmas tree stuff? No, 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 no. Actually, out west, they like Douglas fir. Really? Now you would need, I gather that's a big tree because you would need to be in a home or in a situation where you have a lot of space for Meta it. Meta Sequoia Glipsterboides, right? For what? Douglas fir. No. No. Sudasuga Menzizi That's Goka. I'm thinking Don oh, Redwood. Oh, my boy is losing it, man. Yes. Can you imagine putting a Don Redwood up in your living room <laughs> oh, for Christmas? My oh, my God. Yeah, can we get a sun, uh, a sunroof or uh, a, a skylight? Put, yeah. But, Matt, you did men- mention Pisces Abbey's, which yep. is the Norway spruce. So this is a great segue into the area of the world called Great Britain. Okay. What, so what is their favorite tree? I just gave you a hint for Christmas. Spruce. Norway spruce. Really? Yeah, that's a, that is the traditional the species. for punishment, man, because... Oh, and they get so large and so quick. But maybe that's the reason why they do use them. But remember, Matt, it's yeah, what is available so in so the... Quick wait, 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 it's what is available right. in the area. Otherwise, they have to import it. But do they get so large so quick there because of weather conditions? I would imagine, yes. Is right? It's so super moist. Yeah. Right? I mean, would they get as large here as they would there? I don't know. I, w- I would imagine no. Okay. Just think of it this way, Matthew. Uh, the the redwoods in California yeah. are getting 50% of their moisture from fog. And they grow to these 30, 40 meters tall because of fog. Yeah. And the ones that are more south down towards L.A. and so forth, is that south? Yes, yes. that's south. Yes. South. They're smaller because they're not getting as much fog. Therefore, they're not getting as much moisture and they're not getting as larger. You could have just put like a, like a compass up on your little chart behind the wall. I have no. Beside your metric chart. No, no, no. <laughs> so, Jack, would, would the, does the Norway spruce like fog because England gets a lot of fog? Well, you know what, Matt? She's right in a way there because all evergreens, conifers, yeah. do uh, produce something called terpenes and pinenes. pinenes. You know what that means. But it's the uh, – they produce – there's a – that's where you get like these, that, like the haze, the the mist above the evergreen forest that you would not get above your deciduous forests, and it's this. Is it the off gassing? It's coming through the needles. You're almost nine hundred and fifty percent right there, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. They're giving the they're off gassing terpenes and pinenes. Is and, this where and you get turpentine from? Oh yes, yeah, yes. Not from the gas itself, but from the resin within right. the tree tree trunks as well. But Matt, no. So what they're doing is they release this. It forms moisture and it hangs over the the conifer forest, especially say down in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. But Matt, kind of spooky looking to tell you. Really truth. spooky looking. But Matt, the I know it's going to find kind of, you're going to find this strange. But before it, uh, okay, before the uh, let me think here. Before the 1500s in Great Britain. They, there wasn't, wasn't very many Norway spruce. Why, Matt? Somebody had to bring them over. No, Mom. Didn't they perish in the Ice Age? They perished in the Ice Age. Yeah. So they were reintroduced in around the How? 1500s. Like the glaciers would have killed them. No, no, no. no. no, no. I, I understand that. People. How were they reintroduced? Us. They were brought in by people. So then I were... was right. I said they were brought in by somebody. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I missed that, Matt. Sorry. Okay. But who brought them in? From what I understand, was it just submission? Like you know what the UK yeah. needs? Well, they're some of these prickly bastards. Well, they're called <laughs> Norway spruce. Maybe the Norwegians brought them. Yeah, they're like here's a gift. <laughs> these things really suck. <laughs> have fun. Do you know what, man? I have no idea who brought them in, but I just know that they, the they actually kind of they brought them, them in the pines. Yeah, but it Stinky was you, your mom mentioned about 1848 with with Albert and and uh, Victoria. Yeah. Was it Victoria? Yeah, yeah. Queen Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so anyway, she mentioned it, and that was the tree that they actually put up for the first Christmas tree back in 1840. It was a Norway spruce. It was a Norway spruce. Given to them by the Norwegians. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a, here's a gift. Yeah. Yes. So Matt, <laughs> get some band-aids. <laughs> so Maddie, we're Irish, right? We're, we're Irish. Irish. Yes. Yes. So can you tell me what any of their little customs and things they would use for Christmas trees? Whatever it has to do with whiskey and Guinness. Yes. Right. So, so, matter how ugly that tree is, Whatever, it's going to look matter. amazing. If right? it's ugly, have another Guinness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if it's still ugly, have another Guinness. Yeah. yeah. Or in mom's case, you need like a whole <laughs> case of beer because you buy the ugliest trees possible. <laughs> yes. I yes. feel 
You know what, I, I felt I felt bad for them too because I, I know how long it takes them to grow, like 10, 12 years to get them to size and so forth. Yeah, but you guys covered them with so many decorations, you'd never see them anyway. It doesn't matter, yeah. right? You yeah. guys just you guys decoration bomb these things. You know what? Before you start getting too frisky into the into the Irish, okay, we're gonna hit a break. On the other side, the best place to start off is the Irish. It's the Irish. She's Lenny's Jack. I'm their son, Ma. I'm their wee lad, Matthew. And this is the growing season right here on News Talk. It's like a 9.60 a.m. and son were setting up a Christmas tree for Christmas. And the little boy asked the father, he said, Dad, how are baby Christmas trees born? The father said, through pollination, germination, cones are formed, and then the seeds are inside, and all of a sudden, heat comes along, and bang! There's all sorts of baby trees everywhere. And then the little boy asked the dad again, he said, Dad, how are baby artificial trees born? And Dad answered, ask Noma. And we're back. GrowingSeasonCanada.com. Click on Show Bits. It's the visual accompaniment to the show. This, in fact, is the aforementioned Growing Season radio show on News Talks like at 960 AM. I'm Matt. She's Lynn. He's Jack. And we left off with the Irish. Father. <laughs> Do you want me to vomit now or later? <laughs> Proceed. So, Matt, again, the Irish kind of liked for the most part, they thought the Piscia Abbeys okay. with the Norway spruce, they thought that was pretty darn cool, and they used that predominantly for their Christmas tree. But because, for the most part, Matt, it was kind of messy, and yeah. it would be shedding and yeah. so forth, they, they decided they would switch over to our little friend, Piscia, no, sorry, Abbeys Nobilis. Nobilis. Abbeys Nobilis. Noble fir. I literally have never heard of that. What the heck is a noble fir? It is a fir that's kind of noble. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well played. Okay, but what is it? I've never heard of this thing. Man, it Abby's look, nobilis. It looks, better be straight up and down and rugged looking. Man, it actually looks very much like your like your con colors or your albas. So in your Abby's bat. Okay. So you you would actually like it very much. It's a, it's kind of a soft needle uh, fir. I'm literally googling it as you speak. Are you? Yeah. Okay, but Matt, what they will do is that. The, the Irish would uh, predominantly, they would take and they would use garlands and candles. They loved holly, ivy, that kind of thing. Anything else, Lynn? A very British-type Christmas. Actually. Well, they like the wreaths and the mistletoes. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that mistletoe to a tree is what, Matthew? Damn. That's a good-looking tree, by pretty, the way. Pretty Sorry. Tree. Sorry, I just, uh, for our audience, I'm looking up Abby's Nobilis right now. That's a pretty tree, man. Mistletoe is death to a tree. Thank you, Mom. I'm just, I'm just, this is, I got uh, some tree pornography called up right here. I'm just looking. At pretty tree. picture, isn't Why it? Why don't we use this here more? I mean, you what, know, Matthew? It, it's something that is area specific, and I don't think that we use it that much, but I think in the future, we're going to use it a lot because it is so good, Matthew, for, for wreaths and garlands. And, uh, man, you should see the cone structure on this yeah, thing. Yeah, monstrous cones too, eh? Straight up and down, right? No. Yes. No, not will... straight up and down. Look. Look, look, look. Matthew, they look straight up and down to me. No, they're purple. I'm not talking about oh, the Oh, like color. a Serbian look, spruce. Look, Mom, look. Like a Serbian spruce. That's really cute looking. Why are we using these things? I blame you, Dad. If you weren't using so many damn Austrian pine, we would have room for pine Nobis, for Abby's Nobis. Nobilis. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. But, Matt, uh, for the most part, uh, Ireland is in uh, growing zone 8 through 9. Okay. Which is kind of so they warm. they are yeah. warm, warm compared to us. Warmer, like the warmest place in Ontario is basically what down Windsor. in the no in okay then in Canada the warmest place isn't that out in the Abbotsford area? Yeah, Abbotsford could be oh, pretty zone warm. eight, Matt. But Matt, the thing is that the reason why Irish celebrate 
Christmas in that way. It's because, again, they're Christians. Yep. And also, a oh, lot of them. A lot not of them, all Christians, though, because there's heavy Christian and heavy Protestant, right? Yes. That's a major thing over there. And a lot of Catholic going on. You're right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at the, uh, I want to know the zone for this, for this thing. Now you got me on this. First, deep, moist soil, well-drained, acidic, grows well in cool and exposed sites. I'm looking at this. I want to know the the. Want to know the the finished height on this sucker. It's not giving it to me. It's like it's keeping information from me. Okay, hold on. It's got to be a typical fur mat, probably in the thirty-five to forty foot range. Ooh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. No. What? Up to hundred. Going. Hundred. Growing to hundred and fifty feet. What's well, a big boy? Or gas. That's probably why we're not using them. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't want one of those in your home. A striking feature of the noble fir is huge green cone growing to 10 inches long in some cases. The cones get 10 inches. Wow, there's a joke there. Okay, um, okay. So on to Germany. On to Germany, yes. Yes, we invented the Christmas tree. Yes, well, we would be, you're Canadian, so just yes, be quiet. Yes, I'm Canadian, okay. German descent mostly. Then he, we, yes. we used the Christmas tree, so they're for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And in Germany, the main Christmas celebration is Christmas Eve. Now, the parents decorate the tree in secret. They don't allow the kids to see it. What? And, yeah. Oh, remember, they're, all, they're lighting these candles on the tree. This yeah. is like, like the like, most dangerous thing. <laughs> yeah. And on Christmas Eve, the presents and the gifts and candies and sweets and fruit are under the tree. And With the candles. And the, the house yeah, is the on can- fire. No. No, no, no. The candles are lit. It's all done very safely, and it's, they're only lit for about half an hour. And that's the only time they're lit is on Christmas Eve. They also Eve. have those protectors That's those the only time that they're lit? That's I the only so. time. Just yeah. on Christmas Eve for a very short period of time. Anyway, from minutes to Christmas maybe Eve half an hour. Special. I, I got to tell you, and you, you know my wife, she's princess safety. We don't even have, she gets all freaked out about birthday candles in the house. The thought of having <laughs> the candles on the Christmas tree. Especially you got that great they're, accelerant they're going on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. They're lit in the room. Everybody's there and they're not allowed to stay lit. Whenever, when people leave the room. Yeah. It's all very safe. And it's only you done gotta, for about half an hour. You got to ask yourself how many, legitimately, how many fire-related incidents there's been with this with this tradition, with the live candles on the tree. Well, remember Carl across the street? Yeah. His parents did it like that because his they dad lit was from, the, They lit it? Yes. 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 That's a German Christmas tree. Hans yes. Neeson lit the candles on the Christmas tree. Yes. And up, even that friend of, of uh, Pat. Uh, Joseph. Joseph's mm-hmm. yeah, he's from Austria. Or yeah, yeah, he. They has. also light it too. Yes, yeah. they do. All right, pops. Look, we're going to go all the way from Germany over into. You ready for it? Middle Earth. Right. We're going to go to New Zealand. No. Yes. No. Let's go to New Zealand. I've always. Okay, yeah, we actually have listeners in New Zealand, right? We do have. You know, when I go and track the, I have a little app set up on my phone that allows me to track the traffic. On the Growing Season website, growingseasoncanada.com, click on Show Bits. It's the visual accompaniment to the show. But you already know that because you're tuning in. We're getting Venezuela. We get New Zealand routinely. There is some listener out of Ireland, and we have asked this person. Listener, you know who you are because you're Irish, and you're living in Ireland, and you're wonderful. Okay. Growingseasoncanada.com. Can you click on Contact, please? Please, listener from Ireland, click on contact, and can you send me off an email? I want to have you on the show. You're from Ireland. The McFarlands are from Ireland. I want to have you on the show. No, man, it would be super cool, actually. It would be super cool. Absolutely. Anyway, so when I see the traffic, we're getting it all all over. Brazil, some lovely Brazilian women are tuning in, and they're scantily clad, and it's just wonderful. But yes, New Zealand, we get hit a fair amount from New Zealand. What's going on with the Christmas tree in New Zealand. Well, Matt, today they mostly use things like pine. Right now? Okay. As in right now they're using it. Well, not this. <laughs> ah, not this Remember, second. Remember, it's summer there. And yeah, and it's, is it it's, still Saturday there? Or is it no, Sunday? Well, they're, they're 18 how? hours ahead of us. Like the Philippines, I think. Okay. So and it's 10 o'clock a.m. right now. So 12 would be, no, they're they're already into Sunday. Happy Sunday, people in New Zealand. Wonderful. And it would be, okay, we're fall going into winter. For them, it's spring going into summer. And Frodo and Sam are just set, about to set off for the uh, for the vast expanse, the wastelands of Mordor to save Middle-earth. You know, when I watched that movie, 
uh, those movies, I thought, what a gorgeous place New Zealand is. It's such a letdown because the Hobbit was the Hobbit films were so awful. Yeah, they were so poop. And yet, the first like the the Lord of the Rings films were unbelievable. That scene at the very end where where Sam's like, "We've made it this far," and he picks up Frodo and puts him on his back. He's like, "Let's go!" Right? It's just like, oh man, this is so good. Anyway, sorry. Okay, Christmas trees. We're off on Middle Earth, and I can spend the whole time chatting about Middle Earth. So Matt, they they usually uh, would use something like their native plants. Ferns, flaxes, and uh, anything that they would see in their everyday lives. Like, (laughs) but you know what, Matt? They use something called the kiwi Christmas tree. You know what that is, Len? It's uh, will they staple a bird to a piece of wood? No. No. Uh, Please, New Zealanders. uh, Please, uh, I'm sorry for my pronunciation of this. The Pohutu Kawa tree. Now, this is a tree. You probably definitely butchered that. Yeah, this is a tree with. Beautiful green leaves and brilliant crimson flowers. So they're Christmas colors. Cool. Now, they don't bring those into their house and decorate them, but they do feature them on their Christmas cards and everything. That's It's actually considered... It's in their poem, poems and songs is ending, Matt. Anything you can think of, they it, use that Kiwi Christmas tree. On. It's like their national I can't tree. wait to put this on showbiz. This is going to be awesome. Actually, cool. it's a really pretty tree, Matt, cool. if you get a minute. Absolutely. But, Matt, what's interesting is New Zealand is in the range of... Their growing zones would be 5A to 5A. 5A? So they're us. Well, yeah, parts. 5A, 5B, right? Parts of it, yeah. Yeah. Well, and as we said, I remember them saying that in this case, like, you could have snow. Like, when they went to film The Lord of the Rings, one of the reasons why New Zealand was chosen, well, Peter Jackson, the director behind the whole thing, he's a New Zealander, but also he said, we literally have every climate you want in this one little area. Yeah. There's snow going on, there's tropics. There's mountains. And for them, the... Further they get to the South Pole, the cooler it gets. Their what? South is our North. Right, right, right. Okay. So no. they would have they would have palm trees on their northernmost island because it's the closest. Right. So no, to the, the further equator. they get to South, the warmer it gets. Right. Yeah. yeah gotcha. No, no, no. The cold for them, the colder it gets. Right. Well, this is yeah. It's all backwards, and apparently the the, the uh, toilet water flushes the opposite yeah. way. Yeah. So, Matt, they would use some things like mistletoe, the same as us, for, you know, supposedly kissing under them. Yeah, I remember don't need mistletoe. Remember the, oh, what was it, the, mm-hmm. the story about a legend of Balder and Frigg. Yeah. And uh, anyways, Matthew, so they're doing basically that kind of thing as well. But, Matt, they do the, uh, the lights and the garlands and all that kind of thing, the same as we do. But, Matt, they have uh, basically British religions. Yeah, Angli- well, Anglican, but- Roman Catholic. Presbyterian. Okay. Uh, you guys might not have this, but so Australia was a British colony. Am yes, I it correct? Was. was New Zealand a British colony? Yes. I don't know. It was. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I, Australia was at the beginning a penal colony. Was it really? Well, if you. Lots of men there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yes. Well, if you. If, Come on, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, no? No, that was okay. Um, if you committed a crime in England, you suffered the possibility. Of being, being sent to Australia. Yeah. Now, at first, at first it was sent to North America. But then when they discovered Australia, then it was sent to Australia. Wow. So a lot of, a lot, there was a lot of going on about people being ashamed that their yeah. ancestors were convicts. about four minutes on this segment before we got to jump. So if you guys have stuff Greenland. to say. Let's, okay. So we're, all right. So yeah. there's New Zealand. You guys have said that Greenland is wicked cool. Well, it's actually, yes, it is wicked cool. It is in Iceland, which is warm. Who the heck got that confused? The Vikings, I guess. I don't Smoking know. Smoking a joint. They're like, okay, so which one was which again? I don't know. Roll the dice, man. One of them's got to be something. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go for it, Dad. So, Matt, Christmas trees are basically all imported. There's really no trees that live in this far north. In Greenland. Okay. And they do the same thing. What they, zone are they rocking? They're rocking, believe it or not, Matt, Five. What? Yeah, I know, Matthew. It has to do with... Isn't uh, it like nine months of snow there or something? Why is that, Lenny? <laughs> well, they have... Uh, at one time, it's changing, but at one time, they were mostly all glacier. Except, like, the in, were in inland parts of Greenland were all glacier, covered by glacier. Okay. And it was just the coastlines that were green. But because they're so isolated, the seeds didn't get to Greenland. And if you look on the map where Greenland is, it's basically just east of our Arctic, and there's not many plants there either. So, so anything that would be there would have to be imported? 
Yeah. Yeah, they, they actually physically plant it, to them, it themselves. Okay. So anything with a nut or a seed, it's going to have a hard time there. So you have to, you know, huh. keep, keep in mind that they're not going to get as large as they would normally get. The other thing to consider, too, is if you had any manner of pests come in there, there's no natural predators. Yeah, I know. But right? I mean, temperature. It's still, it's still going to have a different mean temperature than we are, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What does it say? Uh, the temperatures from uh-huh. minus 8 Celsius. 18 degrees Fahrenheit to minus 26 Celsius, minus 14.8 Fahrenheit. So not, That's in cold. the winter, so yeah, it's, it's not super cold. It's not as cold as we think it would be. Well, it's the same as when the United States keeps talking about how Canada is so cold and so snowy, and it's like, Wisconsin is above us yeah. here in Toronto. Oh, like, I got to ask about? one time in California how we managed their climate. We would find it so hot. And I turned around and I said, no. I said, actually, your climate's much nicer than ours, right where we were in California. I said, back home today, it's uh, 40 degrees Celsius with the humidex. They didn't know what a humidex was. Whoa. So, Matt, they, they still do the old candle ornament thing like we do again. We don't do the no, candles no, we don't so do much. the candle ornament here. But uh, they don't really have conifers, like I said. But they, they do have creeping common junipers that are growing there. Great. And they do well. They must be fun to prune. Uh, fun to well, they're, they're basically communist depressants. Oh, minute great. Oh, there's a Latin alert yeah, again. Thanks. But yeah, Matt, so I think the variety here is uh, Saxatillus or something. Great. Must and be fun to decorate. Must be just charming. Just coming away with just <laughs> bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely bleeding. But Matt, for the most part, Greenland is, is still doing basically what we're doing here. It's just the... the because it's, it's based in... Is it? No, they're not a... They weren't a... Scandinavian. Okay. No. They were settled by the Vikings. Now, before the Vikings were there, there were uh, people somewhat like our Inuit, but they called themselves the Thule people, T-H-U-L-E. Jeez. Look at you. Well, no, that's like... That's your brain, Matt. I married yeah. her for her brain. No, no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I love... From the things that I heard off air, that's not the truth at all. That's absolutely not the truth. 45 seconds until we jump. So, Matt... For the most part, again, we're, we're, we're looking at things that were done in Greenland are very similar to what's being done here. It's just basically they, they start borrowing things that are done every, elsewhere in the world. Okay. I would imagine that would go for their songs and anything else you could think of as well. Yeah, I wonder, and this is an area, maybe you guys don't have this on deck as far as info, but I wonder the, the prevalence or the, the legs on something like White Christmas, on Bing Crosby's White Christmas, how far has this thing gone? In how many countries is this thing being sung? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that is a that's everywhere. An, it's an absolute, absolute mainstay. But Matt, we got to move on quickly yeah. too because we're running out of time here. Okay. We wanted to chat about alternate Christmas trees. Now, what this means is this does not mean artificial versus fake because we're going to get into that as well. Okay. At some point, but... This means Christmas trees that aren't your usual heavy hitters, okay? And we've been making mention of them all the way along, right? Picea abbeys. So all the spruce, all the fir, all the pines. We're going to get into the ones that are A, alternate to that, as well as B, ones that you could probably either reuse or replant. Yes, Dad? Yes, Matt. Okay, the for me, the number one is the Norfolk Island pine. Now, if you're from Massachusetts... And the Latin is... Oh. Oricaria heterophylla. That is literally the only time I have ever heard the Latin to that. I've heard Oricaria a lot, man. But I've not heard that. I have not heard that. Like, we did tropicals and stuff in school, but <laughs> we very, very rarely ever used it, right? It was all the outdoor stuff. The reason why I bring this one up is this one's nice because it gives you a little bit of the Charlie Brown ugly Christmas tree effect. It has that shape as well as this is a tropical. Like you can reuse this. This can become one of your little Christmas trees every single year. Right, guys? But you know what, Matt? It can grow. If you even if you person it kept it in inside their home, they can it can get twenty feet in your home. What? Yeah, Norfolk Island pine can grow as high as twenty feet in your home. Now if you're oh, what, fr- almost a hundred in the wild or something yeah, like that? Yeah, almost a hundred in the wild. Now whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so in the wild What's the zone in the wild on this monster? Because it can't survive here. Well, I learned something about the Norfolk Island pine I didn't know. I always thought it came from an island off the coast of the U.S., like off the coast of the Carolinas, 
No, it's from an island off the coast of New Zealand. So it is really tropical. So when you're asking about zone, you'd have to figure out what zone is New Zealand right. in. Right. And if you're from Massachusetts, you actually pronounce Norfolk. Norfolk. <laughs> you do? It's yeah. crazy, right? And I'll, I'll make sure that that's bleeds. But okay, so if a person is using a Norfolk Island Pine or a Caria, and I can't remember the last part of that. Yeah. But if they were using that, what would you recommend them to do as far as using it for a Christmas tree? Well, I was going to ask you that because does the prevalence or does the presence of slightly warm lights on this thing, is that going to do anything to harm it, being that this is not your average Christmas tree? Like, we know how LEDs. fur behaves. Okay, but fine. But so is there anything special that you have to do with the Norfolk Island pine that would... That you like, you have to do anything different because it's a Christmas tree. Yeah, sure. Because what Matt, the, the branches are very delicate, and they're they're kind of on the tender side. So you would have to use like very Christmas ornaments and anything that would be smaller. Yeah. The lights would also have to be more like those pin lights kind of idea going on. Yeah. You could probably still use the garland go, going around are it. Very very flexible. Very very flexible. So you got to keep that in mind. And as the tree gets older and older, it would become more like a tree. When a person would probably initially buy it, it might just be something 30 to 36 inches Yeah, they're tall. not that big when you get them. Yeah. No. But Matt, one of the things, and this is really an interesting point, is what they said was that one of the things that's um, what people don't realize is when you are watering plants and the evaporation is going on, going on, going on, what is happening, Mom? What's happening is the salts from the water are staying in the pot. So the plant's getting all this salt from Extra water evaporation. salt from your water, your tap water. So what do you, how do you fix that? Well, what you do is that if they're using something for, let's say it's a relatively new plant, you would flush the actual soil itself. So put it in the sink, wet it down really well, and run water through and flush it, okay? If you could use water that was from outdoor, better yet. But the idea is that you don't, you don't want it to be sitting too long with these evaporated salts. And this occurs for every tropical plant in your home. So if your tropical plant in your home is having issues, it might be something like the buildup of salts in the soil itself. And they said that if you find that it's early enough in the spring or later, you know, not not quite so cold in the fall and it's raining outside, you could take the, the plant itself, put it outside or any of your tropicals and let the water flush out any of the salts. It's really cool, Matt. Really? Yeah, we found that out. That's another little nugget of information. So then this is... If your Norfolk dies, this could be a reason why. It's just salt yeah, damage. Yeah, most of your... And we learned on the root show... Even your all your tropicals, Matt. So you just have to flush them... Every once in a while, maybe every, every two, or, two three or three months. months. Yes. Yeah. Wow. But Matt, people are also taking outdoor plants and bringing them indoors. You're talking about dwarf Alberta spurs. So, yeah. So something yeah. like Picea glauca conica, that yeah. idea. But Matt, same idea goes. These are living trees... And what's going to happen is because they're in the pot and you're bringing them indoors, they will be become quite root bound. And so what people will do is they will prepare in advance before they would bring them in. So they would have an area that is already set out with, say, dug a hole and they would have mulch there. And so when the plant had finished being used for a Christmas tree in the in at Christmas, they could physically take it out and then re-put it in but the is ground this, itself. Is this a one-shot deal? No, actually no. You can do this over a two or three year period. So what, you just dig the tree up? No, they leave it in the pot oh, as long pot. as they okay. keep it watered and so forth. But if you start taking it out of that pot and you you're start done. cutting the roots, you're, you're just defeating the whole purpose. But this is not a long term thing. You got to remember that this thing is going, it's a growing plant that wants to grow and get its roots out and go crazy, right? Yeah. So you got to make sure that you're, you're preparing it in advance to using it on the indoors. And the big thing is, never under any circumstances, Matt, keep it any longer than how many days, Lynn? 12 days. 12 indoors. days on the inside. It will absolutely destroy and, the tree or the wow. plant. And then when you bring it out, this, is there an, an, an acclimation process? I, I don't, they don't say yes, but I would say yes. I would acclimate it a bit before you yes, finally so bring put it out. it out for a couple hours, bring it sure. back in, bring it out and for then, longer. Yes. Keep yes. And the idea is that you, you still got to give it its necessary light needs, its water, its fertilizer, and so forth. But... Uh, for the most part, Matt, these trees are not really doing much. Okay, if it's a dwarf Alberta spruce, or if it's a little, let's say, if a person's using baby blue eyes or something, right? Because they're dormant at this time of year. They're anyway. basically dormant, but you bring them in and you waken them up a bit because of the heat in your home. Well, that's it, guys. 
you made it. For our audience, this kicks off the Christmas celebration, the holiday season celebration with the growing season. You will have noticed all the way through the our usual coffeehouse jazz music has been replaced with coffeehouse jazz Christmas music. GrowingSeasonCanada.com, click on Showbits. One of the things that I've been asked by our listenership is, do you guys, would you consider doing a consultation or a landscape design as a Christmas present? The answer to that is yes. In fact, we we, we actually do it a fair amount. GrowingSeasonCanada.com, click on Contact, and I can walk you through exactly how we would make that happen because obviously you don't want to have this be christmas present that gets spoiled right you know what matt i did that a lot in the past yeah it's a cool idea so what i would need is now granted you know snow makes this difficult right but if you, if there is an area that you're talking about and you need to get i would love photographs of it at least just a lot plan and and a lot plan and i can begin to make this happen but yeah i do it all the time GrowingSeasonCanada.com. click on contact and that will bring you uh, directly to me as far as email, and then we can go from there. Also, too, please get ahead of the spring rush when it comes to landscape design. Again, GrowingSeasonCanada.com. I'm doing a pile of landscape design over the winter. I love it because it lets me dabble in it. Upcoming, yes, Dad. Matthew, just got to say one thing. Quickly. I am so happy that we're no longer talking about bark and roots. Good. I know, I know. It Brain was, real, was tired. It was a real stressor on you, right? In the upcoming weeks, we've got Chris Sinclair coming on from the Weather Network, going to tee up the winter as well as chat about cataclysmic snowstorms. We're going to call that show Snowmageddon or something like that. We also have Allison Johnson from the Spice Trader joining us. She's wonderful. One of the many interviews that our listenership asked for more of. She's fantastic. She's fantastic. She's gorgeous. And we're going to have her on to, to chat about Christmas spices and just generally have a ribald old time here at Christmas. Joke, ladies and gentlemen. So Santa Claus is going down the chimney and there is a uh, person on the naughty list that he's visiting. What did he give him? No idea, Matt. Gave him a box full of batteries with a note that says, toy not included. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Mom? Till next time, have a good one and Merry Christmas. Jack out. If you miss any part of our show today or any of our earlier broadcasts, don't panic. Just log on to our website at www.saga960am.ca backslash podcasts and look for and stream our podcasts of this show and any of our other great programs.